Hey, I just wanted to give everybody a quick little heads up. I do have a short sponsor read on the front end of my episodes now for Anchor, but if you would like to skip that, just go to the minute 30-ish mark and that'll jump you on past the sponsorship and straight into the episode. Enjoy. What's up, Ramblin' Viking in the house? Another week gone and another week closer to March Madness. You guys uh, fill out brackets. I didn't have the chance to last year, but I do enjoy some March Madness and getting to do the bracket challenge. Um, generally, I used to be a little obsessive about it. So, like, we'd get it in the local paper, the town where I'm from. And so I'd get like one or two copies from the paper and then I'd print out some. And then when ESPN started doing their challenge, I'd fill out at least five. Um, because I would, I'd have my, or my, I have my um, top seed bracket, my upset seed bracket, and then I have a hodgepodge, and then I'd go with my gut. And so there's at least four off the top, <laughs> but just like to cover my bases, you know. But then it always ends up the same, where it's like, oh, this bracket got these five or six or ten right, but then these other five or six or ten were totally botched or you know like on my hodgepodge one it's like all the upsets i chose weren't upsets and all the ones that i chose weren't upsets were upsets and so it's just like eh, whatever but um looking forward to that march madness is a ton of fun it's always um a good time and college basketball has been kind of crazy this year um with zion blowing out a pg2 now for those that didn't know so he blew out the pg2 and I got a couple of tidbits of information. One was, okay, they supposedly get new shoes every game. Then my thought is, nobody wants to play a basketball game in brand new shoes because they're not broken, and so they're not maybe fit to you. Now, I could be wrong, and they could do this, but they I figure you at least want to wear them like one practice before um, to get them kind of worn in so they're right in that sweet spot. Um, but then I was – seeing some reports on a couple like a sneakerhead that did an analysis of the shoe and a, he said the shoe was built for guard type players and um, not for bigger players like Zion. Um, And then also he said by looking at examining the photos, which this dude obviously knows way too much about shoes. He's able to, it seems that those shoes were pretty worn, which would have been my next question is even if you ha- get new shoes every game, do you have to wear those new shoes every game? Because if he's kind of like anybody, then he may, you know, have been playing with those shoes and played several games and been feeling good. And he may switch every three or four games or those could have been the same shoes all season, you know, which I doubt that. But nonetheless, regardless, there's a potential that they could have been worn um, quite a bit now. All of that aside, a high-profile PG 2.5 shoe should not have blown out of the sole like that. But if anyone was going to do it, it was going to be the football player who's actually playing basketball, Zion Williamson. (laughs) But without further ado, I'm kind of jumping into this episode. Uh, Something that's kind of become more prevalent, it's uh, something I want to talk about is something it's become a little bit more prevalent in the culture rate. Uh, recently and it's I hope I can articulate it the right way but basically it's this 
You have people being upset when they don't see equal proportionate representation um, across groups um, in or across populations in certain in scenarios. So a couple examples are. Um, so like if you look in a certain field or a certain work environment, like if you want to say nursing, you know, for whatever reason, nursing is mainly women. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but it's like, you know, say it's 70, 30 women to men. Um, and actually that's not a scenario that people get upset at. Usually what they get set up upset at is if you look in the STEM fields, right? So like the engineering coding and the tech fields, those are like 85% dudes and 15% women. And that's not necessarily a problem. It, it could be indicative of many things, but what the conclusion that people are wanting to jump to is that, oh, there's not women in there. This must be sexist. Meaning that is a, like, there, there may, there's not very many women in there because something is wrong. Something is bad about this. And this is a specific example, but there's also, um, I might get into something a little bit later related to kind of Hollywood. And my first response is, hold on, how about we do some analysis and see, see why that is? You know, let's not jump to, oh, it's absolute terrible. Like in just in, in basic life skills and common sense, it dictates that you don't just, oh, assume that because something does not even out or it's not perfectly symmetrical. Oh, that's bad. Right. Like, Oh, there's not as many there, you know, it's all white people that are working over here or it's all Hispanics working over here. Like, why is there not, why is there not more diversity, which I, I, I hate in general when people just generalize diversity to your skin color because that's, that's one tiny aspect of it. That's a demographic base. And that there are so many factors and variables that go into that, um, <laughs> that it's just it's just kind of asinine to be like, oh yeah, they're not diverse, and it's like diversity is like intelligence is so there's so much depth to it. But getting a little off track here, but anyways, there's there, there's people that get upset about this and say there's a disparity here, there's a problem, we have to fix it, and so what we're seeing in response to this is we're seeing a uh, a forcing of you're, or you're seeing people push. So I'm going to use the, because I know the most, but I'm going to use basically the STEM field and the, the, the science field um, and academia and things because there's not too many women. Now there's an active push, not like, all right, let's look for more qualified women. It's just say we need more women in this. So first and foremost, you have the wrongful assumption and now you have action. If this isn't, if this is, this is what gets me about people in um, mobs and groups. So in general, I hold to a theory, look, people are stupid, meaning that like collectively, like a mob is, is dumb, but a person is smart, right? Individually, when you start breaking it down on individual levels, people are smart, they're thoughtful, they're compassionate. I mean, they're, they're, they're a person, but people on like a large scale generally are not very smart, not very thoughtful, very knee jerk reactionary 
reaction. <clears throat> yeah, the very knee-jerk reactionary, and it just it baffles me. But that's that, that's kind of one mantra that I hold to about that. But anyways, instead of actually being thoughtful about why are there more men than women? Well, I don't know. Let's look at the factors of the situation. Let's do some empirical studies and figure out if it's if it is a disparity based on prejudice or something or discrimination or something like that. Or maybe because that's not the only option in the world, maybe it has something to do with the fact of because we live in a free country, women aren't choosing to to go into that field or Men choose to go in that field or the nature of the field. And and that could be connected to, you know, the nature of how the field operates. Now, this one, now this is where you could almost reason to a discrimination. Um, Most women look at and say, yeah, I'm not interested in that. Now, I'm not talking about like, oh, it's like super masculine and defeminizing. But um, in general, you a lot a lot of times tech geeks are generalized to, you know, they stay up to the wee hours in the morning coding and you're eating cold pizza and Mountain Dew. And this is a very stereotypical um, vision of it. But um, studies have shown that when you actually look at choice, and this is going more towards a pay gap, when you, when you look at, when you bring in choice to the equation, because we live in a free country, people choose, you know, women, less women choose to go into that field because it interests them because in general, you see different – they found that men, at least in the past, have been more apt to choosing to work extra hours and stay late, whereas women want to – and this is not a like good versus bad, like saying that's good and this is bad, but women are more prone to um, not want, wanting to spend time at home with their families um, than – Dang, that sounds wrong. Saying guys want to neglect their families. No, uh, really, what it comes down to is is women are women have been shown to choose less to offer to, to to work extra hours and stay stay later. And this is on a very broad general scale. So before you backlash lash out at me and say you know that I'm saying that men are harder working, it's not what I'm saying at all. Um, I'm saying these are the choices that people on average make. I have no bearing on this. I'm just simply reporting the facts. Um, as I, as I know them. And that's another thing that really, like, I hate when people do, it's like, I'm just trying to state an observation or something. And then, and then they jump to 17 different conclusions about how I feel about that certain situation. It's like, I maybe necessarily don't have any like feelings one way or the other about this, but this is just what it is, right? Like that chair is green. And like, oh, wow. You know, what do you think about that chair? So you don't like that chair? Is that what you're saying? No, I'm just saying, you know, the chair is green and over there. Or if something's out of place, hey, that's supposed to be over there. Well, who made you the czar of organization? It's like, dude, hold on. Chill out. I didn't say any of that. I was just saying, my goodness, that uh, I, I was just making an observation based upon what I know. And normally, nine times out of ten, that chair is over here, not over there. And then when I say something about it being over there or the fact that, hey, it's usually over here, 
then you get all up in arms about it. No, I'm not saying there's anything wrong or right about this. I'm just saying this is what it is, right? But back back to the topic at hand. So first and foremost, um, part of having choice and freedom to choose means that everything's not going to be equal. So I really, really, what bothers me about this whole scenario is that somewhere along the lines, it, some people got this idea in their mind that it needs to, everything should be 50-50-50. So it should be 50-50 men and women. Every race should be equally represented. Every you know, culture should be equally represented throughout. And it, it should be basically be almost homogenous on um, demographic breakdown. And it's like, first and foremost, it shouldn't be because it's not homogenous, right? If you just look at overall population um, demographics, they're not anywhere close to homogenous. You have, what is it? You have 60% have pale skin, 13% have um, you know, 13% is black and then like 6% is Hispanic and just, and that's an overall population breakdown in, in the United States. But however, you have certain cities like Philadelphia and Baltimore that are, you know, like 70 or 80%, um, of the population is black and it's just like, but then you have places like middle America where it's like 95, five. And so it's not an even spread. And that's not necessarily, that doesn't mean, you know, good or bad. It doesn't mean that, those areas are prejudiced or racist to the populations that maybe aren't as heavily uh, dispersed or represented. That just means those people that look that way whenever decided to live there and live there for whatever reason. And, and we have to understand that when we have a free country, it's like people don't choose equally and don't think in those terms like that's such a weird robotic way to think about mankind and and how demographics are split up is it like oh this isn't represented so it's bad no this isn't represented but it doesn't necessarily mean that it's good or bad that this certain population group isn't as heavily represented it just means that for whatever that certain population group for whatever reason, and this could go back, you know, hundreds of years, didn't live in this area. And so now it's not represented or didn't move to this area. That's just how it, that's just how things unfold, you know? And then when you get into the, the, the other conversation that I kind of started on versus men versus women, it's like, maybe they just don't choose to go that direction. That's not good. That's not bad. Sure. You can say, Hey, we'd like to have like more women in this field or more men in this field or more representation on this line. Well, that's fine. Now, what people come back with to say, well, they're discouraged from going into those fields because of it. They say the disparity causes discouragement, which on some level it may think back to when maybe you were the only person of, um, you know, of, of your gender or ethnicity or whatever, or belief system in, in a group of people. Like you were one, there's, there's like 20 people and you are this one kind of outlier in that sense. You know, it kind of makes you feel like eh, a little uneasy, a little uncomfortable, but because you feel like, oh, it's me versus, you know, everybody. And that's just a natural human reaction. But that doesn't necessarily mean that there's some sort of, there's something wrong there. Like there's some problem with this. No, it's just, that's just how that unfolded, unfortunately. And that's just 
kind of the nature of the beast. And so it's like when we when we see these situations play out that way and we get upset about it, it's it doesn't really make much sense. Now, I don't know how much there is to that to that argument though of the disparity causes people to not want to go in those fields. But the fact of the matter is if someone is interested in a certain area and they don't see very much representation is a, we have to stop looking in such plain terms and such shallow terms. Um, you know, just sitting there and saying like that, that's, that's one of my personal biggest pushes is I hate it. It's such a weird dynamic, right? We, we, we focus on, on race and belief and, uh, you know, specifically race so much and, and looking at the, the, the breakdown of it. But then we're trying to eliminate, you know, because we're trying to move on and move past that and say, you know, we're, we're, we're more than this. We want to view people more than this. But then a lot of times we reduce people to only to only being that. And it's just like that's so backwards. And so it's this dynamic goes, I, we definitely need to make sure we're aware, aware of it because there are issues and problems that need to be addressed and we can't just ignore it. But at the same time, we need to try and progress past that and see people as other people, specifically if you're in America as other Americans, right? Saying instead of being like, Oh wow, it's a room full of 20 white people, and one black guy, like that must feel weird. It's like, Naturally, instinctually, it is weird when we can't overtly see someone and when, when we're overtly alone, but what if they're all from the same town or it's, you know, and, and they're at the, and this is a, a basketball team, then they have a lot in common and they actually are all the same in every other way, except that one immutable way. So why are we worrying about it? Exactly my point. But we're we're in this we're in this we're coming on, up on this place in 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 uh, our timeline where that generation we're seeing that generation kind of move on that was in you know that that still had roots and ties to what I'd call a mm, racist past but um and you know and so it'll be interesting to see once we and I'm talking like civil rights, like when segregation was still a thing. And so once we, I think once we get even further removed from that, we might see some progression. Um, as long as we're not continuing down this road of regression where we're reducing people to only the color of their skin or their gender or sex or whatever have you. But yeah, it just, it's so interesting. Now, I don't know if coming back to the point of the disparity causes people, um, diverts people from that field. I think there's some there's some truth to that. I, I don't see why there couldn't be some truth to that. And it's you know how do you come how do you overcome that hump? Well, it's it's encourage it's definitely encouragement of people who find who find themselves good in that certain doing well in that field and actually maybe a little interested is encouraging them to go in that despite the disparity and and kind of maybe get a few people who are interested in that. Now, I don't think we should force it though. I don't think we should say, oh yeah, we just need more people to go in this field and we force them in that field. And then we, we play this equal leveling game where it's like, oh yeah, we need to see just as many. Cause I heard this as well. They're like, we need to see more women winning this award, this, um, this award in this field. And I think it was like some engineering field or something like that, or coding fields. Like we need to see just as many women getting awards. And it's like, that's where you've taken it too far. Cause you're literally saying, 
just as many women that have to be good. And it's like, have to be winning as, as same men in that field. And I was like, that's asinine because then you're undermining what clearly could like, if you're, if you're talking about competition and earning an award and accolade, it's like that comes down purely to merit. And that should only ever be measured by merit because merit doesn't care about any of those other demographics. That's us forcing merit out the door and saying, we want this visual, this visual presentation more than the actual merit of it. And that's where you lose me. That's where you start. When you start to, when you start to bring that parody into the competition aspect, that's when we have problems and that's where you've taken it too far. But yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know so much about the potential diversion by disparity uh, or dis yeah, of diverting people due to there's a, you know, you're not rep, you're, I say this in quotes, you're not represented in there. And it's like, well, you, you are represented in there. You like that field and everyone else in that field likes that field. Sure, you can't connect on every single level or this certain level, but you can connect on so many other levels. And I guess basically the call to action is to not jump to conclusions here on when we see disparities or something like that and not equally represented. We have to get this crazy illusion out of our mind that, oh, um, everything's not 50, 50, 50. So this, this is bigoted or sexist or something like that. It's, it's like, can you stop? Can we not throw out those words yet? Can we look into the situation? Have a little bit of thought. I'm not even saying you have to go and conduct your own study, but just, but just maybe even entertain, just like I did say, well, maybe it's this or that, you know, let's take a closer look or, or maybe see if someone else has taken a closer look and find some empirical data. And that's just my biggest issue is there's so much assumption on top of this. Like this is the biggest foundation of assumption. This is a mountain of assumption that you're starting from and then jumping off from there. And it's like, you haven't even, you need to climb that mountain and investigate before you just are like, yeah, helicopter dropped me off the top here. I know what happened. And it's like, you skip all that. And it's like, that could not be the case at all, you know? And that's what really, really kind of gets to me is, and you know, things honestly are never going to be totally equaled out in that sense, you know, equal, equal opportunity and equality of outcome are two different things. And you're not always going to have a hundred percent equal outcome because there are things like choice or, and really choice is the biggest one, but you're, you're just, that's just not how the world works. It's never worked that way. And I don't know why people want to act like it should work that way. And I think it's because we get caught in getting so caught up in this utopian view, this hyperbolic thought of the like, well, okay, we're going to achieve this. Like humanity needs to be perfect. And we have these, this, this perfect standard that we want everyone to, to meet and match and, and that society and culture should match. And it's like, we're, you're never going to get there. You have to look at how we're functioning here and the principles and the foundation and it's and really the bigger question is are are people are people protected are people free are people safe are we keeping harm in general from certain people groups due to a prejudice or something like that and it's like overall if you're if i think if you're hitting those those points you're doing good and we're we're hitting those points for the most part the problem is we just take things a little bit too far or overanalyze a little bit too much because what i mean what i've learned is you can a lot of times reason yourself. Now it may not actually be total. 
it's not usually logically sound, but you can reason or talk yourself into thinking a certain way, or you if you get so caught up in an ideological thought process that you forget the practical side of things because ultimately it comes down to you have the ideological side and you have the practical side and you have to think of and they they have to be intertwined because without one or the other you're either you're you're, you're going to become skewed and i think that's what we're seeing here is when we see these jack wagons out there saying yeah no we need to see um this this population isn't represented enough in this area because so this area must be evil or wrong and it's like hold on calm down because let's look at the history. Let's, look at, let, let, let's break this down. Let's think about this a little bit. And, you know, let's maybe not assume the worst of people. I think that's really the thing that irks me a lot of times is we assume the worst of people. Because when they say this industry is in prejudice, what they're asserting is then that the, peop, the, lead, the leaders in this industry are prejudiced. Now, in some cases, there may be some instances of that. You know, individual instances, not I'm not going to sit here and say institutional because that's a bold, big claim, but it's made up of people. So then we are just assuming that all these people are bad. And it's like we shouldn't. It's like, hold on, hold the phone, Frank. I thought we lived in a time where we like to assume that people were good. Now, my personal beliefs come back to my religion is that everyone is sinful and selfish and and so we're naturally fallen and we kind of and naturally i don't on, on on a foundational level i don't think people really are good quote unquote but um in some sense they are but in other senses they're not however i just i just can't stand when we just sit there and assume 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 and it's all and, and especially when we're just like we're willing to just totally generalize to maybe hundreds or thousands of people that say are leading this field or industry or group or whatever and say, oh, yeah, no, they're totally they're totally evil. Like not even saying like, oh, yeah, they're faulted. You know, oh, they're, they're bad. They're evil people. They're, they're there's something wrong with them. And it's like, can we just slow down with just yelling and screaming at each other and saying, Yes, this is wrong, and you're wrong for that, and you're wrong for that. And stop saying that because a person made one mistake decades prior to where they are now that they're that same person there, and they are forever evil and tainted. Like, kind of, kind of makes you think like the Scarlet Letter, you know? Do this one thing, and you have this letter slapped on you. Is kind of what we're seeing. It's like the whole cancel culture. It's like, oh yeah, you tweeted one. Maybe you had a slightly homophobic tweet, you know, when you were 15. And now you're 28 or 35 or 40 or whatever. And we have to sit there and be like, oh, man, you are just a homophobe. What a terrible person. It's like, first of all, do we not do, do we not look at teenagers and be like, yeah, teenagers are kind of dumb. Do some stupid stuff. Say some stupid stuff. They're kind of dicks a lot of times. And, but then secondly, say, oh, yeah, we all grow as people. And change over time. And we see views change and morph. And we see people grow and to actually be upstanding citizens and human beings and people can realize their their wrongs or their faults and then correct them no we just like to say you're bad and you're bad because it's easy and it makes us feel better and i think maybe that's another aspect too is it makes us feel better feels like we're doing we're making a difference we're pointing out the evil in the world we're taking our place as a hero it's like actually no you're kind of just being a jack wagon but anyways all that to be said is, uh, look, 
just because some place isn't equally rep- representing every demographic and people do does not mean that it's wrong or bad. It maybe means that for whatever reason, they don't live there. They haven't chosen to go into that field. Like, come on, let's quit. Let's quit thinking that because something is not totally equal, it's bad and equal outcome because equal opportunity is still good. But anyways, hope everybody has a great week. Look forward to March Madness. Um, might be doing some stuff on March Madness. We'll see how that goes. But Vic- Rambling Viking is out. Enjoy your day.